I am the bread of life. There is something, um, there's something what's known as a Catholic imagination. Um, now, I prefer the word uh, Catholic imaginarium, because, as some theologians call it, because imagination connotates a sort of a fictional reality, sort of made-up reality, whereas imaginarium is more accurate. It's the, it speaks of the universe with which we see the universe, kind of a world view. So this Catholic imaginarium is something which we all live inside, whether we realize it or not. It's the, the very language we use, the, the symbols, the, the sacraments, the signs. Uh, everything about who we are as Catholics is inside this Catholic imaginarium. Now, for us as Catholics, it, it's a very large world. In fact, most Catholics don't even know the fullness of the Catholic imaginarium. It, it, we tend to live in, in those segments of what we only have experienced, the language which we are used to. We are limited by our, our own sometimes experience or our own biases and sometimes even uh, prejudices that we prefer. Um, but this Catholic imaginarium allows us uh, to embrace a, a wide and deep world view. Because, well, we believe it comes from God, the God who is the, the universal creator of all creation. Uh, it comes from the cosmos Christ, the, the Christ of the cosmos. Um, but inside of it, like for example, let me give you a couple examples. Obviously, the sacraments are a clear example of our Catholic imaginarium. But, but also, uh, the saints uh, is a part of our Catholic imaginarium. Also, um, for example, Mary. We have a huge devotion to Mary. I mean, let's think about it for a moment. In, in the Protestant uh, imaginarium, those don't exist, right? So does that mean that like Mary only appears to Catholics in the world? and only touches Catholics? No, that, that's not what we believe. But it's only those who have the Catholic imaginarium can experience Mary in that way. And so, in a sense, the rest of the world have limited their worldview to experiencing Mary in that way. And the same is true of the saints and, and many other things inside our, our Catholic imaginarium. Now, look, there are other... Uh, imaginariums uh, that, that we have, that we um, either we uh, limit or we expand our worldview. Uh, uh, we can, uh, in a sense, enable a greater worldview or disable uh, a worldview by these different imaginariums. Uh, for example, I don't want to go too much into it, there's a political imaginariums. There's a, 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 pro, a, there's a Republican and a Democrat, and while those used to have an overlap in language, and symbols. Today, there's almost none. And they, that's why we can't hear each other's words, because they literally, the imaginarium, the world we view, the universe, that language doesn't even exist inside. And so we have two, in a sense, completely opposite. We also have familial uh, worldview or imaginariums that, that, that can often uh, come from about a, a generous background or can be a limited background. Um, I mean, but even inside the church, we have a, uh, 
a different worldview, even in Catholics. There's, there's almost two Catholic worldviews because they've experienced, the, the, they've limited their intake of the Catholic imaginarium to one subset. And the Eucharist is even used as a batting ram against that, as we've seen most recently among the bishops even, how limited their imaginarium is. And what we find, like, even in our common life, like, for example, those who don't want to take vaccinations, right, is this imaginarium, is, they can't even imagine that the coronavirus is real. I mean, they can't imagine that, that some of these things, and so as a result, their imaginarium is limited, and therefore they operate from that. So when I talk about imaginarium, I don't want you to hear fictional non-reality. It very much is a reality of how we experience the whole world, for good or for ill. And, and so, so, but here's what's really important today, and why I bring it up is because today's Scripture passages God and Christ is, is trying to expand the, the worldview, this imaginarium of the people of God and of His would-be disciples. And let's just go through it. I mean, let's, the, the people of Israel were slaves in, in Egypt, and now they're being, they've been set free in the desert. And what are they doing? They're grumbling because they want to go back to their narrow worldview, their narrow imaginarium. The God, we were better off having just eat from the flesh pots in slavery than to be in freedom and to be starving. I mean, you need to come up with conspiracy theories. They say, oh, you brought us out here deliberately to poison us, to kill us in the desert. And what does God, uh, through Moses' message, say? He doesn't attend to them. They're grumbling. He doesn't even say anything about it. He just literally feeds them. He feeds them uh, quail in the evening and manna in the morning. But then they even grumble about that. Why? Because it does not fit into their small imaginarium. And what does God do? He's trying to break out. They're like, you, you don't need to be limited by what you've previously experienced. I'm here to give you a new way, bread from heaven, food from heaven. And so he tries to expand their imaginarium. Limited success, but they, they do. But then comes Jesus in today's gospel. And this is the most classic of Catholic imaginarium that you've got, bread of life. That's what we call the very Eucharist. And these several weeks that we're reading from this bread of life discourse is breaking open and encouraging us to expand our Catholic imaginarium to the fullest, to break it open even further. Again, remind what happens here. They, they've, just had, they've just experienced a feeding of 5,000 from, from five loaves and two fish. And, and because he doesn't want us to get caught up in a small imaginarium, making him the, the king, he disappears in their sight, and now the disciples go and find him. Now, he's just done this miracle, but their minds are still stuck in the old imaginarium. And he expands their view. He says, no, no, look, it's not about the bread for your body. It's the bread for your spiritual body. And I, he says is I am that food, I am that bread that has come down from heaven. Feed on me and you will have eternal life. Their imaginarium is broken open again and expands. So what does all this mean for us? God and Christ, the cosmic Christ, is constantly calling us 
to expand our imaginarium. Because God has created all of the universe. Christ is the king of the whole universe. And he is trying to get us to understand that he is in all things and in all people. It's not limited by our imaginarium. It is not limited by our experience. But if we allow God in, in this way, then we can expand our imaginarium. And what will that do for us? Well, allow for us then to make room for others. No matter what their persuasion, whether they are on the different aisle of us in inside Catholicism, or whether they are, are non-Catholics at all, or whether they are non-believers at all. Because God is the creator of all. And, and this then table becomes, uh, when we nourish ourselves today, what we're going to do is we're going to receive this bread of life, and we enter into the reality of that. And, and this is not, again, imagination, as in fake made up. This is real. We believe when we take in this bread of life, then we become what we receive. We become the bread of life for others. So it doesn't just stay here, whether we are in attendance or, or whether we're online. What we are called to, we are called to be the bread of life first. We're called to be the food for the world, the bread for the world. What does that look like? Well, it's every word we use that lifts up another, nourishes their soul. Every action of kindness and gentleness we use or, or indeed partake in, every little bit of word of forgiveness that, that nourishes a soul just a tad, a smile on a face, a breaking open of goodness is food that the world desperately needs today. So it is not enough that we come here to experience this as a private experience or even as a small communal experience among us just here, or even all of us online. But we are called to allow the Lord to throw open our imaginarium and to be the bread for the world today. Let us not allow ourselves to be limited, but to allow the God, the Creator of all, the cosmic Christ to blow open our imagination and to allow our imaginarium to embrace all people. And for every word and every action we take this week, that we are bread for the world that is so hungry.